150 years ago, much of the world was destroyed. 175 years ago, some of the world was destroyed. There is, at all times, something that is threatening to destroy everything. There is, at all times, a buried history, an endless series of cataclysms. And there is, at all times, something waiting, something that has survived, something that peers forward through history, unblinking, to watch what cataclysm swoops down on the present. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, King Cat, and I've just emerged from a fugue state, and can anyone tell me what I just said? Like, just just now, or several phrases from now? Who knows? With me are Kirsten. Hi! Who I dreamt about. Going on an adventure to see the wizard with. We're off to see the wizard. Did you make it? And Kathleen was there. Hmm, what was I a metaphor for? I bet it was like the gold standard or something. It was definitely the gold standard. And by extension, capitalism? Oof. Look, it, it was a complicated metaphor, a and I did lose the plot. complicated metaphor, and, like, I think that it's one of those things where, like, you remember it differently than it actually happened, too, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Nick was there. Are you ready to build communism again? It didn't work the first time, <laughs> but then neither did love, and we won't stop building love, will we? Y'all should play Disco Elysium. That's Nick. Uh, <laughs> he has internalized the uh, bad jokes part of his psyche. That's Nick, yeah. I have thought about the bad jokes in my thought cabinet for a very, very long time. And they are absolutely internalized. And no, I will not forget them. He's carved them on his soul. So, previously, Penelope won the trick riding contest despite barfing in front of everyone. 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 Everybody saw Penelope throw up. And then the worst part is that she kind of won it by default a little bit, too. A little bit, yeah. Which is a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, there's a lot of embarrassing. Penelope's rival intimated that they had a clue as to where horrors that periodically menace the village's livestock had been coming from. In a bid to demonstrate to the village the importance of joining the rising kingdom of Acorn... Penelope's rival set off to find and clear out this nest of horrors. And Penelope decided to do research. That's not like Penelope. That's what she did. But I did. That's what she did. Totally snuck in there, though. Could have just asked, but no. (laughs) You absolutely could have just asked. And I like the part where, as an edge success condition, I was like, okay, the door is locked. You could have just asked. (laughs) At any point in this, you had no reason to sneak into this room, and yet... But here we are. We have snuck into this room. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, like, books and stuff, some of which are really boring, and some of which are also really boring, but have the information that we want, maybe, I think, is where we left with. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cobb is 100% just watching this occur. (laughs) Yeah. Cobb is, if I recall correctly, watching from the window, just... 
absolutely gobsmacked that any of this is happening and that any of it has worked. He does want to see where it's going, though, so he's watching intently. And Tissa decided to follow, if I remember right? I think that that's correct, yes. She's thoroughly nonplussed, but uh, now there's books. Alrighty. So I guess give me uh, give me understanding rules to do a little research. So when do we get the research skill? So let's coordinate. Uh, do we want to... I can do understanding spirits, or I can do understanding navigation or tracking. Mm. The latter will give me more things, and we can probably do a good job of getting to the place before bad things happen. But on the other hand, I just picked up spirits, and spirits mm. is about horrors, too, and not just demons, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think spirits might be helpful, because I could do... An understanding tracking to kind of point you in the maybe like these are the books that I think have these are the books with maps and these are the books about the horrors and the accounts and then you can use your spirits to kind of amalgamate the books that I pull off kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. One success. This one is two successes and two edge successes. Two successes is going to be just fine, especially with Penelope helping out. Penelope, big help. (laughs) Here's what you find out from these books. One of the things you learn is that every so often these horrors have appeared. There have been eyewitness accounts, but none of the people present have ever been directly menaced by these horrors. Typically, the most they've seen is one appearing, grabbing livestock and disappearing into the woods. Research on horrors in general, however, makes this seem unlikely. In no small part because no one has ever observed horrors eating anything. Hmm. Which is to say, if both of these things are true, then whatever was observed dragging away livestock was probably not a horror. The depictions in the town records show something vaguely ethereal, something bladed and angular like a praying mantis made of knives and broken pieces of thick iron. And this sounds like a horror. It does sound a lot like a horror, except that, yeah. Except that it has never attacked a person. That's kind of like the thing that horrors do. It's what they do best. All accounts give a similar description? Yes. Hmm. That is... Two successes on understanding spirits again. Could it be a daemon? Daemons, by and large... They also don't eat. They also typically don't eat. They're not entirely corporeal. They exist on their own terms. Yeah. Some of them accept offerings and some of them will accept food. But by and large, if a daemon attacks a human settlement, it's for a reason. Maybe it's, it's like a really, really big coyote. It could be a really big coyote. A really big, like, mantis-bladed coyote. Unfortunately, Tissa doesn't have macrobiology. Like, Cobb doesn't know what praying mantises are. I'm going to rule understanding boreal. Is there any kind of, like, legends of creatures? Um, Like, do they see footprints ever? Or does it, like... Yeah, roll it for me. Uh, One success. 
One success will tell you that traces of this creature are not often found. Like there are witness accounts, but it seems once it disappears into the forest, it disappears. Hmm. Rada is the first person, to your knowledge, who's ever claimed to track this creature anywhere. Or these creatures or whatever is going on. Huh. Interesting. How is something that disappears trackable? I'm going to make one more roll. From my understanding of Rata, I guess I'd be understanding humanity. Mm -hmm. Do they have knowledge of spirits and things like that? And I get one success. Any windswept cavalier has been up to Scattered Rose Island and has interacted with the flying horrors that circle it. That's not to say Rada is an expert, but that's to say that Rada has encountered horrors before. They are a ranger after all. Not as well-traveled as you are, so they may not have encountered perhaps as many horrors and daemons as you have, but the number isn't zero. We have encountered a lot. We're Hmm. very good at encountering those things. Hmm. Tissa, this is very odd. It... But the problem is what else... She sort of, like, shuffles through some of the, like, other books. Do you... Did they say anything about where? They said a castle, right? Yeah, you know, I... I'm not familiar... With seeing a castle, um, Rada tends to have a further um, further range in this area. I tend to, when I'm home, I mostly am in the village, or I will take the day's ride to the next village for sometimes if we need rations that we don't have here. But I normally stick to the paths, and I don't venture mm. too, too much into the woods locally. Well, then it's got to be something you can see from the air, right? That is a good idea. If it's a castle. Oh, uh, so it's like a castle of the mind or something. And But we did that a, a couple of months ago. So I don't think that maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh, actually, one more question. Has anyone else ever just mentioned a castle? Uh, like a castle ruins? Um... I guess. Just give me a hard understanding roll. No successes. No successes. This is the first you're hearing of it. I haven't, to my knowledge, heard of anyone encountering a castle in the woods before. Which is strange, because, as you said, they're they're pretty big. But, very good idea. I should take a fly around and see... I think that either you can see it from the air somewhere, or maybe it's a metaphor castle, like the tree in the village that your dad was telling me about. A metaphor? I hope it's a real castle, because metaphors are kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make one more understanding humanity rule. Does Rada tend to speak pretty directly, or in... You've, you've interacted with Rada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Rada's pretty direct with their speech. Yeah. If Rada uses a metaphor, it's usually a pretty blunt one, and it's usually to be a jerk. (laughs) They don't use a lot of fancy speech. 
It's possible, though, that it's not a castle that springs to mind when I picture castle. Mm, but mm. I think you're right. Here, we'll probably need these maps. And Penelope stuffs some of the books in her bag. And um, I should take a look. A quick fly around. Mm. Roll me subtlety humanity. Or subtlety athletics. Uh, I'm going to do subtlety athletics. Actually, I- I've lied. I've lied. It is humanity. Oh, okay. Oh, I am not great at either of those. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> no one in this party is good at subtlety, and you're trying to hold on, hold a conversation in a room you snuck into. One, one success and one edge success. Not enough. Oh, <laughs> well, well, an edge success would make it enough. Uh-huh, but what would my... I think an edge success could be that Gregory is going to notice that uh, this room has been in and that, like, everyone is missing and get really concerned and maybe get other people really concerned, too. Oh, I like that one, actually, yeah. Ooh. Like, this will become a big deal. You know what? I'm not going to take the edge success. That sounds like a getting people in the village worried and stuff. And No, I'm not going to take it. Okay. So you eventually hear a... Penelope? Uh, yes? What are you doing in the library? Research. Yeah, we're doing research because the, um, the other cavalier was saying something about horrors and finding a castle. And, um, we think that maybe they need help even though they don't think that they needed help. Oh, was... Was I was I supposed to say that? <laughs> well, um, I mean that's that is what we're doing. Um, so he just kind of looks at you and holds up the key to this room. Well, I guess, I guess I could have asked. That would have been easier. Did you think I would try to stop you from reading books? Is that why you don't do it? <laughs> uh, no, no, usually it's the, the other way around. I know. <laughs> Penelope, did you pick the lock to the library? Yes. Why did you do this thing? Why did you do this? <laughs> um, I guess I just, I don't know. I was impatient and seemed like the fastest option. Faster than... Asking me to get into the library. Well, I guess now that you say it out loud. Okay. Anyhow, can we borrow a couple maps? Yes. I hope your research was successful. It was. Oh, since you're here. Um, those, you know, when the animals are taken every couple of years. Do you mm-hmm. remember anything about it? Hmm. I've never been one of the people who's seen them. Um, your uncle... Your uncle did. Mm. He said it, it locked eyes with him. It knew he was there and it ran off with a sheep. That? Huh. That's weird. That's really mm. weird. Oh? Horse? I don't think that horse run away. Yeah. As, as GM, that does not sound. I... For them to be aware of a human presence and to leave. Yeah. It's not really their jam. He's he still has the same same ranch as always, right? He hasn't moved. Yep, still out in the same ranch. 
I'm going to give him a visit. Thanks, Dan. Mm. Bye. Penelope. <laughs> Penelope picking locks is bad for the mecha. Penelope. <laughs> Bye. Um, I wasn't sure why we broke in, but I figured that that was just the thing that we do. And I hope you, um. It's, it's quite all right, Tissa. Please don't worry. He, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a couple apples. He's like, here, sounds like you guys are going on a trip. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, is there a castle? Oh, no, Rado said something about that. No, um, an old, uh, an old palace ruin. Oh, they were, they were very excited to have found it. And of course, no one in the village really has much for archaeology. Except myself, and I'm not really uh, in any shape to be going on three-day hikes. Um, so mm. um, we wound up putting off the visit, but... Um, did they... Did they... Is it on any of... Oh, no. Penelope has... Mm. Uh, Penelope has run off. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Surprise. But but is is it at least in a direction? Um, that you know of? No, but is that where Rada was bustling off to earlier? Maybe. They might still be on the road. Oh, you see that ridge over? Any kind of points out the window? That ridge over there? Yeah. With the with the line of old elm trees. Uh huh. Yeah, that marks the, the boundary of uh, my little brother's ranch. Okay. Penelope sounds like she was headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Cobb. <laughs> Cobb waves. I'm going to say eventually Penelope kind of like shows up again when she realized that she was wandering off on her own. <laughs> and by now, I think uh, your father has gone back to his work. He's talking to the children about verbs. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, Red, Red. So, um, apparently they found a thing, and your dad called it a palace ruin. And I asked him if it was in a direction, and he said no, but that maybe the other cavalier might be on the road still. Mm. Mm. And by on the road, you mean in the air, right? Yeah, that's a good question, and I don't know. Rada said we. I would very much imagine that Rada and Jem went together. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there was the other other ranger. And I don't think that she flies. Maybe. You know what? I'm going to take a quick a quick circle. See if I see anything. Uh, before Before you go, could I look at that map? Oh, of course. And then while you're doing the thing, I can keep looking at the map? Of course. Here you go. Okay. So Penelope and Pollyanna take to the skies. Um, so what is it like on the ground, looking over the map with Cobb and Tissa? So this is a map. It's... Look at all... What are all of these little lines and, like, names next to them? Tissa is pointing out property easements and that sort of thing. Uh, but I don't know if there's anything that looks like it's a palace. I don't know, big guy. You seem to know things about, like, treasure and old things. Well, I guess it would depend on 
In what shape our palace castle is in? Well, it can't be good, right? And also, what kind of map is this? Like, depending on who needs this map, it might not even be on it. This map is actually topographical. Hmm. It's got some descriptions of, like you said, easements and descriptions of borders of townships and what have you. But a lot of the lines on it are denoting elevation. And there is an area outside the bounds of any of the neighboring villages that is much lower in elevation and just kind of marked as forest. Hmm. Did Penelope tell you what Rada told her about where it might be? Is it in the forest? Is it out on the plain somewhere? I would imagine it'd be very easy to find if it was out on the plain somewhere. We could just have Penelope look for it. I got the impression that it's hard to find, but I don't know where it's supposed to be because... um... If Penelope also had never seen it or heard of it and she's you know from around here and i'm assuming her and pollyanna uh have actually been you know in the airspace here i guess the only thing i can assume that it would have to be in the forest somewhere like somewhere that you couldn't see it from the air which also might help us catching up with rada if flying to it is difficult so penelope is up in the sky astride pollyanna there is a nice, refreshing afternoon breeze that really drives home the fact that this is autumn and that winter's on its way. The fields are golden and pale brown, stretching out. I'd like to say as far as you can see, but there is a dense forest to the, I'm going to say west of here. From here, you can see all the neighboring townships. You can see your uncle's house. You can see... The borders of what is now the Kingdom of Acorn. You can see a sky that is huge and bright, bright blue, fading down to a pale Coventry blue at the very horizon. And there is a road leading into the dark forest, the woods. And on that road, you see two riders side by side. One astride a white horse, and one astride a dark-colored cloud elk. You can only recognize it because you can see antlers as you get closer. Okay. Also probably wings. Yeah, every so often stretches out its wings. Penelope's going to going to come closer and uh, try to like land near them. Yeah, I think uh, Rada notices you approach pretty quickly. And, like, looks and turns their attention back to the road. And Fulquin turns around and gives a little wave. Hi. Hello. So, y'all heading to the castle? I think that is what our plan is, yes. Okay. Um. There is apparently a nest of horrors in the woods nearby. So. And... It might not be whores. We, we just, like, found a little bit of information. Um, and apparently it, it acted a little different than what a whore might do. Oh? It seemed to, like, notice people. Um, I'm afraid I don't know much about horrors. And Rada kind of rolls their eyes, like, you know, the kind of eye roll that accompanies an entire movement of the head and neck? It's like, ugh, of course they notice people, Penelope. 
They definitely know we're here. Hmm. Well, I, um, I just wanted to give you that information, and I, uh, I mean, I still think it's best if we all, like, go together. It's, if it's a nest, it might be pretty dangerous. At this, Rada pauses and takes a minute. You believe me, huh? Yeah. I mean... And you... You want to help? Yeah. I mean, I haven't faced nests. Um, but I think the more people that are there, the better it is. And Rada looks at Fulquin, who kind of, um, brings both her hands up to her chest. Just, that's wonderful of you. I think we would be grateful for a little help. I'm willing to undertake this. Of course, of course, it's it's important. Horrors are dangerous, but I feel better if there were more people. Thanks. Mm. And Rana's just, I'm here. You're, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You don't need these good, but thanks. But we don't need you. But thanks, but we don't need you. <laughs> oh, oh, well... Are you bringing your friends? Because they're cooler than you are. But we don't need you guys. Um, Tissa, Tissa and Cobb would be, would be coming as well. You know. Okay. Well, all right. Then we'll wait for you guys. Uh, and Fulquin kind of, like, gives a little clap. It's like, yay, we can take a break. Um, we'll return as soon as we can. I, I'll, um, I'll be back with my cooler friends. <laughs> Please do. Please. This is, this is unbearable for me. <laughs> and <laughs> Fulquin kind of gives an awkward little giggle. Just like, Rada, you're so funny. <laughs> Penelope takes to the sky and rushes back towards. And Fulquin waves like, bye. So, no, so, like, one more time. They live here. Mm-hmm. But their name is on all of this? Yeah, that happens. A lot. This is just forest, right? This doesn't... They don't go there, so why are their names there? That is a very good question. Suddenly, Cobb looks up from looking down at the map to see that Penelope has just quietly joined his students and is sitting there, like, learning. <laughs> Hasn't said anything. It's just oh. listening. I see you're back. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, it's, you know, it is weird when you think about it. Land and getting to own it. But that's how it's always been here. And that's... This is why I prefer the sea. You know, you grow things, and my mom owns the land, and her mom owns the land, and so forth, and just kind of like that. But, yeah. Also, um, I ran into uh, Rada and Fulquin. Oh? Mm-hmm. They're heading this way, and um, are waiting for us. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to have to be some, like, weird, like, chase tracking thing, but this sounds much more convenient. Mm. 
Volquin, Volquin seemed happy for the help. Rada accepted, but... Mm. Out of character. Mm-hmm. Do we want to follow up on the thing with um, the uncle having seen some things, or is the fact that we are being waited on means that we should catch up with them? Ooh. Um, I don't have a ton of new information. I think given the nature of this arc, I would reward you for following up with the uncle. However, you do have people waiting on you. Mm. It's not your mandatory next step. Um, Penelope is probably going to rush people along. Cobb is willing to just head over there. Also, I don't believe Cobb knew about the uncle, so... I think that Tissa probably told him they had to yeah. be doing something other than arguing. Like, why does... How can you own the land? That doesn't make any sense. You would think that. You would think that. Okay, so are you guys doing anything before you set out? I thought that that conclusion was that we are setting out. Okay, setting out. We should probably get some stuff first, you know. Oh yeah, survival pool. Like you do in this game. Roll me a survival pool, everybody. Oh, because we're going to be adventuring in a boreal environment, and because that is Penelope's specialty, Penelope can scatter up to 12. Oh. Ooh, a little extra power boost there. Yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Two successes and one edge from the Wandering Magus. Wow, Cobb rolled really well. Three successes and two edge. Penelope. <laughs> I got a one, a one, a two, and a two. So we've got a total of five edge successes for this party right now. <laughs> five real, five edge. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, the other aspect of... Um, Penelope's survival specialty is that she can't be forced to overscatter. Aha. Penelope cannot be overscattered by evil monsters. Mm -hmm. She cannot. And she can be scattered by herself up to 12. Nice. Let's see. If you guys keep these five edge successes, I am going to hide more evidence of what's going on here from you guys than I would otherwise. Mm. Ooh. How many do we have non-edge successes? Five, I think. And Penelope, did you include your automatic success that you get for being a boreal specialist? Do you get an automatic success for being a boreal thing? I thought that was unique to uh, Coastal. No, um, it is normal for everybody. There is just more for navigators. Um, for title navigators, the automatic successes is three instead of one. Oh, okay. Everybody gets to add an automatic one if they're in their environment, but Cobb gets to add three. Mm. Because he knows how to pack for a sea voyage. So we have six regular successes? Yeah, it's still half of our pool, though, that we're playing with here. I think we take the edge successes. It fits with Penelope's hasty, like, let's go kind of thing. And I picture them just, like, shoving things randomly into their sacks to... That sounds more like not keeping the edge successes, though. Being a little mm. underprepared. True, true. Which, don't get me wrong, if that's how you're deciding this, I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it, but I think that reads more as being underprepared. I think actually we should keep them because I, 
I, I think that plays into maybe we are a little overprepared, like Penelope went a little too ham on the reading there, and so she she knows all these all this information now that maybe not is that useful. Okay. I think it also works because Cobb isn't super familiar with being this far inland. He doesn't come this far inland very often, so he would pack all sorts of stuff that is maybe going in, in a wrong mm. direction and like preparing for things that might not be there or like expecting things that don't really exist. Land sharks aren't real Cobb. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you got a little bit too attached to Tissa talking about the currents. My vote then is to keep. Okay. So we're keeping the edge successes and I'm giving you less evidences. So the party sets out on the road. Uh, it takes you approximately, I'm going to say, an hour and a half to catch up. Okay. You've got shopping to do. You've got prep to do. And um, you come across uh, just a nice little roadside picnic. Folkwin has, um, is like busily working with her little hands on what looks like a flower crown. And... Um, <laughs> As you walk up, you can see Rada is animatedly talking about something while Jem grazes nearby and Folkwin's horse kind of dozes behind her. They've got a blanket set out. They do have some pie. It's a lovely little scene. Hmm. Folkwin looks up, sees you guys and waves and Rada rolls their eyes, waves a little, shoulder height, no higher. Little wave of the hand. Hey. Hello. Ooh, pie. Penelope sits down and... Uh, Rada slaps your hand. Oh, what was that for? I think you know what it's for, Penelope. You're about to eat this pie. Well, yes, it's delicious. You can have some of my pie. I'm done eating. Oh, thank you. But what she absolutely cannot have your pie. Oh, okay. Don't mind her. Well... Here, you can have some of mine. Thank you. Here, you can have an apple. A raw pie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of an apple just as a potential pie before. <laughs> Pretty much all fruit is an uncooked pie. <gasps> a pie waiting to happen. But it could also be a whole plant. Or like a whole thicket. Or it could be, I don't know, I guess part of a cloud elk maybe. When you think about that, aren't fruit kind of like plant eggs? Well, what else would they be? Pie eggs. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Tissa is making a face that, like, is showing that she is not, like, playing around. She's thinking really, really seriously about this. And sort of, like, <laughs> lost in thought right now. Folkwin only half seems to be playing around. Part of her is very impressed with what she's just come up with, it seems like. And, <laughs> and part of her does think it's funny because she is doing that little clap with her hands. Mm -hmm. And Rada kind of sighs. Mm. You know, queens in stories don't act like this. Oh. <laughs> you could crack an apple open and a baby pie would be inside. Rada. <laughs> I've never really met a queen before. I've never met a queen either. Until I became one. Hmm. Now I guess I have. Hmm, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, we all have met a queen. Yes. Thank you very much for helping us on our 
Noble Quest. Oh, it's um Noble Quest? Noble Quest? And Rada kind of nods. Noble Quest. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Me too. So mm. do we know what's actually in this castle? Rada starts kind of packing up the picnic. Horrors. The ones that are from the, the village, the mantis-looking ones with the blades and stuff. And Cobb just kind of shrugs. Hey, well, if that's what they are, then... What do you mean? Mm. It's horrors. They got blades on them. Yeah. How, how big are they? Uh, yeah. And Rada kind of holds up a hand at approximately, like, donkey height. Mm. Like, yeah. Cobb just kind of turns yeah. to everyone else. Yeah, the ones that we've seen were about that big. That's about the right size. It's just weird that... They haven't horribly murdered anybody. Well, I mean, like, anybody human. Because normally they do a lot of that. Hmm. They don't strike me as very smart. They might just not know what they're doing. Well, sure, but... Uh. I guess we'll have to find them and uh, ask them. And Cobb just kind of, like, gives a sort of sarcastic smile about that. That's a euphemism, right? Yes, it sounds like a euphemism. Okay. Penelope nods, but she has no idea what a euphemism is. <laughs> Fulquin's kind of clutching her scepter close to her head and just quietly listening to the conversation, nodding a little bit. She tries to help pack up, but Rada insists on doing it. And soon everything's all packed up and everybody's ready to hit the road. What time of day is it? Early afternoon, like probably two. What are the spell pieces here? No, I should, but oh, that's just no. That's that's it. That is the spell piece. <laughs> I mean, we have uh, meh, danger, and I mean, all of the spell pieces here and are little like interjections. Actually, what are what are those words called? Like um and uh, they're not interjections. They're um, haunted. <laughs> Yes, language is very haunted. <laughs> so we're going to say abundant, sunlit, fleeting, earth, and fruit. Hmm. Does that give you big ideas? Or small ideas. I'm going to cast fleeting arrow. Okay. And this arrow is going to start guiding the trail. So it's just because the, the woods can get pretty thick. It'll help us stay together. Uh, I know where I'm going, Penelope. I know, but I have terrible sense of direction. Yeah, it's true. Just let her do it. I mean, it's already done, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think Miss Penelope introduced me to you two. Oh. Um, my name is Fulquin. I'm apparently the queen of Acorn, and I'm here to help. Hmm. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. My name is Jonathan Cobbler. I am uh, Penelope's uh, crewmate. And Cobb just kind of holds a, a hand out for a, a big handshake. Yes, and she, she absolutely does shake your hand. And she's got a stronger grip than you would expect. Cobb smiles broadly and then just sort of like readjusts his hiking pack. Hmm. And I'm Tissa. Hello. Hi. It's wonderful to meet you both. 
Thank you very much for helping us with this. It seems to be both very necessary and dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's not that dangerous. I'm here. Well, if it turns out not to be dangerous, that'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The more the merrier. Horrors are pretty dangerous. Hopefully there aren't that many of them. I've actually never met one. What were they like? Dangerous. Hmm. And she kind of clutches her scepter again and falls quiet. But with the five of us, we should be okay. Mm-hmm. And and these right. don't seem interested in in people. Which is weird. Honestly, they mm. sound more like rustlers than anything. Pirates, maybe even. Hmm. Maybe they are pirates. Rada, do you think they might be pirates? And Rada just kind of gives Fulquin a look. <laughs> I mean, people have seen them and they look like monsters. They look like monsters to you. I didn't end up tracking the horrors themselves. But the last time it grabbed a goat, I was able to track the blood. Oh. It was dragged through the undergrowth. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, and the road is sloping downward, and large, thick trees are eating up that brilliant sky. And every step seems to lead down and forward and down, as if on a gentle slope that carries on for miles. In places, the trees are far apart, leaving room for strained grass and long dead leaves. And in other places, there are bushes pressed close together, clustered for whatever sunlight they can get. And in one such place, roll me sensitivity survival. One success, one edge. Same result as Penelope. Two successes. Two successes will absolutely let you see that at some point, your little goat path, and you have been on a path. It's not a particularly well-marked one, but you have been on a path. At some point, the stones in the road became not rocks, but old, old cobblestones. Very clearly worked by human hands, overgrown by moss and grass and trees. But this is the ancient remnants of an artificial road. Whoa. Yeah, looks like we're getting close at least. Fulquin's horse hates being in this place, but is reluctantly allowing itself to be pulled along. Pollyanna's having a grand old time. Pollyanna loves it. Hmm. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. This is this is interesting. I didn't know there was remnants of a civilization here. And actually, as you get closer, you see more large stones that now that you've been clued in, were very clearly wrought by human hands. And Kirsten, Penelope notices that she actually recognizes the make of these stones. Oh. These ruins are similar to Scattered Rose Island. 
Oh. Scattered Rose Island is the last remnant, or so everyone thought, of an ancient heroic age. The kind of period people told fairy tales about and still do. The home of the Daleth windswept Tamiris used to be a beautiful gilded palace on one of the peaks of the Cloudcomb Mountains. When the mountains melted, the peak stayed in place, and now scattered Rose Island floats among the clouds, with Tamiris waiting like a princess trapped in a faraway castle for rangers and their cloud elk to come and visit her. It has great gilded minarets, or caved in in places and overgrown with moss and ivy. Scattered Rose Island was in ruins long before the cataclysm. And you find yourself in a similar place, but it is here in the darkest part of the forest, near Northridge. Huh. Rata, look, do you... Yeah. Right? Whoa. And you see kind of a, a grin appear on Rata's face. This is amazing. Right? Rada, how many times have you been here? Rada shrugs. Couple. Hadn't gone too deep. Because I tracked the horror here one time, so. Mm-hmm. Did you ever find it? No. Hmm. Never did see it. Well. And Cobb kind of looks around warily. There's an awful lot of places to hide here, so everybody, uh, everybody stay alert. Right. Mm-hmm. Tessa gets one success and two edges on sensitivity focus. Is it, are there vibes here other than, oh, it smells kind of like a cavalier? Actually, it doesn't smell that much like a cavalier because there is an additional presence here. Mm. There is a presence among you like a piece of the sun, something that you can tell is a fragment of something huge and powerful that actually kind of makes it difficult to sense much past it. Huh. There is a presence like a handful of stars. The way that Tissa, I think, says, interprets this is she, like, tries to close her eyes. It's really Right here. Mm-hmm. Um, or is this another thing where it seems bigger to me than it actually is? I don't know. Huh? What? Oh. Like, like in the cave, you mean? Like in the cave that seems like there's something big somewhere. It's, it's bright and... Um, mm-hmm. might it? my friend and um, Fulquin holds out her scepter which is wrought of simple iron uh, sorry is wrought of simple wood with an iron housing holding what looks to be a large piece of jade probably about the size of maybe an apricot it's roughly faceted as if it weren't cut and polished, but broken off something much larger. What's that? I found him. 
and he helps me and um then people said it was a miracle that we did together and then they decided i needed to be a queen i guess you could call him my advisor Hmm. oh and Cobb kind of looks at it he doesn't seem all that brightly lit to me really pretty though I think so, too. Huh. Does he have a name? He says his name is Juga. Does um, Penelope recognize anyone by that name? No. Actually, you guys can roll me... Uh, give me an understanding roll. It's not an easy one. Oh, yeah. Cobb's gonna knock this one out of the park. Cobb is not gonna knock this one out of any park. <laughs> one edge success. False. Cobb keeps this one in the park. There's a foul ball. Dang it. Penelope doesn't even hit the ball. Meh. Penelope strikes out. Baseball. Uh, that is a 636315 for understanding spirits. Three was the difficulty I set. But like, I don't know if I don't want to spike this. Okay. Because I want to roll dice good, but like, I have an idea about what's going on here. And I want to have some dramatic irony still. Sounds like a pirate. <laughs> what I can tell, um, since you used specifically, you said... Um, I said spirits. Spirits, yes. Um, this does not feel like any spirit you've ever met, but it does feel like someone you have met. Okay. It feels like a very small fraction of what it felt like when you met Hector. Huh. Nice to meet you, Juga. I don't always listen to him, but I usually regret it when I don't. And he did help me save Vrata and lots of other people. And I'm sure together we can do a good job of ruling a country if we work together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the more I've talked to you and met you, the more I think you are going to be a great queen, and you have everyone's best interests in, in hearts. Oh, thank you. That's a lovely thing to say. I'll admit I was a little bit nervous, but no, this seems like a really a really great thing. Duh, Rada says. <laughs> Obviously. And besides, now I have a heroic knight, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to show everybody how serious we are. We're going to get rid of these horrors. Can we see the castle um, at this point? Or Yes. As you guys walk, you can see minarets coming into focus. They aren't gilded like the ones on Scattered Rose Island, but they're not quite as illustrious a uh, dwelling as Scattered Rose Island either. I'm going to roll sensitivity humanity to see if there is any sign of other people other than us. Oh, actually, two successes. Sensitivity humanity? There's no sign of human presence here. Well, be on guard, I guess, then, everybody. Probably best just to go through the front door. I'm going to take those edge successes forward as as long as I am near Juga and Fulquin. Tiss is not going to be able to see much of anything else extrasensorily. Okay. Yeah, I like that. 
it is an extremely distracting feeling. So you guys see the palace come into focus and it is caved in on its east side, completely swallowed by the forest, dripping in tenacious ivy. Its walls have either been bleached white by centuries of sunlight, or else they were always made of shining white plaster. It is hard to tell. There are fallen pillars framing grand archways, which house carvings deep in the recesses of which you can still see flecks of ancient pigment. It looks as if it is a large structure, easily three stories tall, but surrounded by enormous old forest. The kind of trees that are so enormous and old and powerful that nothing can grow in their shade. There's enough room for the horse and the elk to wander freely between the trees. And there is very little sunlight here. I'm glad we brought lanterns. Cobb is always glad we brought lanterns. Lanterns are really useful. Cobb really likes them. Pro tip to listeners out there. If you're going to explore a spooky ancient castle, consider lanterns. Mm. This episode brought to you by the American Lantern (laughs) Council. It could be the North American Lantern Council. Yeah, Nalk. (laughs) Nalk. 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 No, North American Council of Lanterns. Knackle. It's a wild knackle. Knackle. Oh, y'all, I think we've lost the plot. I think we've lost the plot. Well, we are at the big spooky castle. We did we, we did make it to the big castle. spooky castle. Um I'm sure something happens. Oh, something right. does happen around this time, Kat. Do you know what it is? Oh, I know what it is. It's memory time. Mm-hmm. Hooray, we got there. That it is. <laughs> I was hoping to do more stuff before memory time, but you know what? Memory time. I think, yeah, it's, we just got to the big castle. This is a great cliffhanger, castle hanger, all that fun stuff. (laughs) Castle cliff. Cliff bars. Yeah. We got 11 successes on our survival pool, so I bet we have hella cliff bars. More energy drinks than your body has room for. Specifically monster energy drinks. I can't stop drinking Monster Energy. <laughs> okay, guys, my memory is that we're doing memory time. <laughs> jo- jokes aside, though, um, I actually really liked Cobb and Tissa's uh, discussion over property rights. Mm-hmm. Cobb may not respect them, but he does understand them. Yes, and that is the important thing here because Tissa doesn't either. I am enjoying the meta plot gears that are cranking in this arc. Yay. I really like Rada and um, Volquin's, their interaction (laughs) together. Yay. I do appreciate how Volquin has basically the same reaction to uh, Rada's rivalry with Penelope as Penelope has. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Rada seems to be the only person who notices their hostilities and everyone else is just like, ha what? Rada is very convinced that there is a major competition going on here. And everyone else is just kind of like, sure. <laughs> I guess. And Penelope is extremely, like, I don't know if it's if it's registered. Again, <laughs> as I mentioned last time, this is very much a, like, no, this is not, these are not good times for you. These are, these are bad times. <laughs> these are dark times. <laughs> these are dark times for you. <laughs> I, um, I think my favorite memory was just, Forcing Penelope to confront the fact that she broke into the library. <laughs> that was that was a good because scene. That was the most baffling choice you made last <laughs> week, and I was baffled by it. And I needed to just put it on your pillow and make you understand what you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was real good, and I like I like how I liked Tissa's interaction with um with Gregory after <laughs> Penelope's like bye, and just like um I guess. I guess we're going now. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm actually. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my uh, memory point to um, to Tissa for helping me break into the library, even though the whole time Tissa was wondering, it was, why are we breaking even in? It was a baffling thing to do. <laughs> Very baffling. Shit, shit. We're gonna have to fight something, and I'm gonna have to cast hella arpeggios. Yeah, that's the spirit. Um. So, thank you all for playing with me. It was lots of fun. And thank you for listening, listener. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we'll have more of this creepy castle. The haunted haunted castle. The haunted castle. And the mystery of what these things really are. Are they whores? Or are they pirates? Yeah. Send in your votes into our email form at peachgardengames.com. Or, Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> Thank you. Or let us know on Twitter. Uh, at peachgardenrpgs. They're, they're obviously land pirates. With your thoughts of what these mysterious creatures are. Are they horrors? Are they pirates? Are they something else entirely? Maybe they're auditors of all of the deets that Cobb pointed out. <gasps> Maybe they're capitalism. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> <laughs> they're a metaphor for capitalism. Hall- Halloween is over, Cat. We don't need to be scary. No, guys. The real capitalism was the friends we made along the way. Oof. Well, I certainly hope not.